Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The following audio theater is rated ADPG, so parental guidance is suggested. In a distant part of the galaxy, from a far-flung future yet unwritten, comes the adventures of a lone ship and her intrepid crew. Reg McCorum, ship's captain. Granier Kachowa, pilot. Shen Enling, ship's doctor. Dormar. Engineer. Aiden Vosky, mechanic. On an artificial moon, a simple delivery has come to a dead end. Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Rogue Tiger. Tonight's episode, Flat Rock, Part 3. The whole place looks pretty well tossed, Captain. I don't see anything of value. Well, here's something anyway. Here, Aiden, take this. A suit. One of the late Lucky Louis' quirks. He always had a fresh set of clothes on hand in case he needed to impress a potential client. Put it Um, on. I don't think this will fit me. Well, it'll smell better than your current clothes. Go ahead and change. We need to make some social calls. All right. I think I see the washroom back here. Tiger, come in. Gran, you here, Captain? You were making us nervous. We've had a lot on our plate. Enling would love to help you with that. Is she there with you? No, I think she's off arguing with Tormar about the nature of life. I'll ask later. Listen, Harden's dead. We're going into Morgantown to find out what we can. None of this sounds good, Captain. Maybe we should just resupply and leave port. I'll be damned if I'll be frightened off of Flat Rock. Don't worry, Grania. I'll be careful. Be careful for both of you. I'll call you when we know more. McCorum out. Was that the ship? Yeah. I had to check in before they got worried and did something rash. You all set? I guess. Doesn't look too bad on you. What is that scent? I figured I didn't have time to really wash up and Mr. Harden left some, uh, perfume. I really don't feel comfortable in all this, sir. (laughs) Oh, you'll fit in. Come on. We're going to Morgantown. Keep up, Vosky. I guess I should call you Mr. Vosky in that, eh? Sorry, sir. There's just so many people, so many creatures. It's like Hapsalu's spaceport times ten, isn't it? Times a hundred. I can see what you mean by fitting in. And I thought this suit was gaudy. Don't get used to it. We're just here for some information. We're not going to get paid, are we? Pay back, maybe. Pay, unlikely. Here's our port of call. The Gateway Inn. Vic Ratha holds court here. And these are his office hours. Follow me and keep quiet. Okay. Hello, Vic. I see this seat is open. 
You don't mind if we join you, do you? I wouldn't believe it if I wasn't seeing it in my own self. Reg McCorum. Still a captain of something, I trust. I am. And you're still the man who knows how to get things on Flat Rock, aren't you? Trinkets and treasures for pleasure or pain. Same as always. What are we in the market for? Answers. You're saying you didn't know I was in Flat Rock? I'm saying you last left here looking like a man with nary a thought of returning. Is that so? You happy about that? I'm naturally full of sunshine, Ridge. Didn't want to see you go, but you kept some rough company. Those days are behind me. If only I could say the same for the dear Xenocrate cartel. They're back? I hear things. You know, there are better things to do than sit there and stew, Captain. Why don't you order something? At least give the pretense of having a good time. But it was his voice on I the... said quiet. What's your redback babbling on about? Nice threads, by the way. What's a redback? What you'll be in a second. Now hang on, chaps. Are you thinking that I'm involved in something untoward? Aren't you always? That's a matter of lowly debate which I don't care to dignify with a response. Don't play with me, Vic. This isn't a can opener underneath the table. Hey, Reg. I'm on the up and up. No need for firearms. What's the question? Did you give me up to Xenocrity? The Xenos? Reg, dear Reg. I told you before. I steer clear of them. The only reason I had dealings with those yobbos was because I like working with you. You know, if you're truly independent now, I have a line on a number of very lucrative ventures. Very lucrative. You can almost hear the cha-ching of copious monitors. <laughs> you never stop, do you? There's always an angle to be worked. Where I stay in business, which is, by the by, why I'm here in the office. Catching up on old times is fun and all, but what's the business, Reg? What's your angle? You were supposed to meet us in the Colchis district a couple hours ago, but you had to call it off. I was supposed to... My voice, you said. It's very distinctive, uh, Mr. Ratha. Call me Vic. So what you're telling me is someone fixed for me to take the fall? Maybe. What? I'm just savoring the moment. Vic Ratha is the man looking for answers. Fine. Play it that way. Mel, a pair of libations for these fine gentlemen. Uh, is this supposed to be greenish-brown? It's from an excellent month. So you see, Captain McCorum, I can do custom and practice, even if you will not. So what do you have for me? Good month. Much obliged, Vic. What I have is burnt cargo, a slightly singed crewman, and an enemy sophisticated enough to use you as a fall guy. Voice and video duplication like what I saw doesn't come cheap. I see. You're the boys who burned up the warehouse that's been in the news feeds. We're the people who were supposed to burn up in the warehouse. So the question becomes whether our mutual friend wanted you, with me as a bonus, or me, with you as the added extra. You know the players here better than I do, Vic. But you haven't told me about all the starting players. Who was the cargo for? Moran. <laughs> he won't be happy. No, I'm hoping now you might be able to help with that. Really? I'm the one buying you drinks, and now you want me to make good on your deliveries? We can talk details, but if you settle with Moran, I can eliminate our mutual friend. It's almost a good tree, Ridge. Still, you haven't given me all the players. You can't have been dealing with me this whole time. Or am I giving you too much credit for spotting a fake? You were switched in at the last moment by your boss, Louis Harden. <laughs> Lucky Louis. My boss! I felt he was stretching facts in his favor, 
Still, a lot can happen in a year. Howden was always a dreamer, Reg. You know that. He thought he could take over all the business you and the Xenos let go here. No good talking if you're not also dealing. And he couldn't deal. So who got most of the business? Me, of course. Well, rather, many an independent captain and merchant, not unlike yourself, has availed themselves of my skills and not inconsiderable connections. Whoa, Vic. Let's talk about future prospects after we deal with the people trying to kill us. Just reminding. Anyway, Lucky Louie was proving his namesake again. For the past six months, he's been doing very well for himself. He's trying to do more work with me. Now, I'm thinking he had in mind to double-cross you and hang it on me. Unlikely, for two reasons. Do tell. Number one, murdering people isn't his style. More the Xenos are you, I admit. Louie is a gentleman, or tries to be, much like your friend here. Um, number two, he's dead. Ah, now this is news. I haven't got wind of this. Booby trap in his safe house. I spoke with him right when we got into port this afternoon. So... Well, one mystery is solved then. You know who's behind this? Oh, I simply meant where your friend got his suit. I thought it fit badly. Haddon's spare, isn't it? All his suits were the same, you see. You work with what you have. Indeed. I know of a tailor that will make it work better. It's temporary. All right, Vic. Enough with the sartorial advice. You've figured something out, I can tell. Your blast is still pointing at my belly, isn't it? The safety's on, for now. You know, one thing I can say for you when you were mates with the Xenos is that you seem to enjoy yourself more. You need to find that again. Perhaps I will when I find who's been trying to do us in. Ah, but my dear Captain McCorum, you already know. It's the Xenos, the dear old Xenocrity cartel. The very people you accused me of aiding and abetting at the beginning of our conversation. I wanted to explore the different angles. Of course, but it all fits. The traps, the technical expertise. Setting me up is the sort of elegant, underhanded move I would expect of your people. They're not mine anymore. But you'll handle them, won't you? You do that. I will make sure Moran forgets all about your missing cargo. In fact, I might make him hire you for another gig. You give me that missing puzzle piece your eyes are glinting about, and it's a deal. Oh, you're good. Never play poker with this one, son. The puzzle piece. That would be our final player, one Icarus Crane. Crane? Haven't heard of him. New with Xenocrity? The late Mr. Harden's business partner. Very much alike. He's the same dreamer that Harden was, but with a ruthless streak. Sure is not he's the connection to your dear Xenos. He's working with them, you mean? Either working with them or was worked over by them. That's the part I don't know. But I'm sure you'll sort it all out. So where do we find him? Ah, see that's where dear Mr. Crane is so clearly the key. I'm sure I'm not supposed to know this, but here's the spin. He was checking for ship departures earlier this morning, and apparently none soon enough. So I hear he then looked for some supplies to go walk about. Supplies? You mean for the 240? I'm a simple city dweller. But the 240 is a beautiful jewel of flat rock to get lost in. All right, Vosky, it looks like we're going on a walk in the woods. I'm not following all of this. Our man Crane has gone into the local nature preserve to hide. But your dear captain knows the Xenocrity cartel, and your man Crane could just be hidden out there, permanently. been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. 
tonight's production, Rogue Tiger, Episode 8, Flat Rock, Part 3 of 5. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theater, in association with Arlington Independent Media, WERALP 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Nick DePinto as Aidan Vosky, Brooks Tegler as Captain Reg McCorum, Aaron Goldstein as Grania Kachoa, and Francis Abbey as Vic Ratha. Recorded at Big Ben Studios by Matt Bostaff. Music composed by John Maestri and arranged by Jason Chimola. Supplemental recording at Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Dialogue and sound effects editing by William R. Coughlin. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Bjorn Munson. This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. Until next time, this is William R. Coughlin saying thanks for listening, and tune in next week for more Rogue Tiger. Time of COVID-19, CDC asks you keep your hands clean. Don't congregate and kindly shelter in place. Also wash your hands and don't touch your face. So use soap and water and grab a clean towel. And don't be a Jonah. Prevent spread of Corona by washing your hands. Olay! This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.